Hey everyone, Brianna here. I'm so sorry about the audio in today's episode. We had some technical issues, but luckily our backup recording worked. However, it's not from the microphones. It's the room tone in the room itself. So we've definitely tried our best. Um, We just want to let you guys know that the, the sound is a little off this episode, but thank you for bearing with us. to the final episode of Sad in the City with me and Brianna. Oh, Brianna's doing a sad, a sad tear. Look, I'm trying not to, I'm, I want to go into this defensive where I'm like, look, we said like three or four months, okay? We said this was a trial and we would see what would happen. Um, we're going to, we're going to read like some more emails today because we, I'm, the thing I'm most sad about is that we just have so many emails that we've never got to, but we read all of them and they were so nice and I saved them in a folder and I'm going to read them for the rest of my life. But we, we're going to go through, you sent me like eight, I think, something like that. So we have, we have a few more. So if you made this final round, good on you. Um, but yeah, basically like there's a lot to say about it, but what it comes down to is I, I just don't have time to do this. I I don't have time to do this. I'm not in New York as much as I was. I have to be in LA a bit more. And um, while I'm still back and forth, I just, I'm just not here as consistently as I would. Where when we started this podcast, I was here like three weeks to every one week in LA. And now it's sort of flipped almost. Um, I'm like, working on a project I really I'm writing a movie I had this special come out which is when we banked the last two months of podcasts like I haven't seen Brown in a month yeah or two months excuse me hi um and if we stop this podcast now Brown and I can be real friends <laughs> which is all I've ever truly wanted out of this podcast no truly I I feel like selfishly yeah and Brown tell me if you feel differently but I feel that this podcast served its purpose as far as where I'm concerned. Um, I was in a place where I really needed like some more purpose out here. I needed, uh, you know, a little more community and by community, I mean Brianna specifically. (laughs) And just like had all these feelings that I knew other people had and, and wanted to connect with other people who felt that way. And the only way I know how to, express myself and connect with others is through creating content apparently for better or worse uh and and i just i just wanted to make a podcast that would have helped me where i was at and receive that help in return in the form of your feedback so i this has been immensely helpful for me i mean i I did this in part to figure out if new york city was a place that i could see myself living in forever and while I don't think it is, I, I feel pretty certain that, like, I do not want to, like, die here. <laughs> like, I do not want to, like, retire here. I do really love it. And doing this podcast really helped me in staying in that mindset and being open to it. And 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 honestly, since I decided, like, I think my coastal is going to be a chapter of my life and not my entire life. Right. 
I like New York so much better. <laughs> like, I was putting so much pressure on this city. Yeah. And we've said this so many times on the podcast. We've said so many times, hey, if you want to move someplace or you're in a spot right now that you don't love, you can always change your mind and you can always move. And so I guess I'm taking that advice where I'm like, hey, you tried it. And it's and it's not all or nothing. It's not like I hate it here and I'm never coming back here. Like, it's all the place out here. I don't know how long I'm going to keep it for, but I'm, I look at, I look at my life and I look at the fact that I now live here at least part-time. And I think it's so cool. Like if you had told, I say this so much. I know I've said this so many times. I'm a broken record. Another reason we have to end this podcast, (laughs) but I am so grateful for where I'm at and the experiences I've had. And I'm so I wish I could go back and tell myself in like sixth grade that I was going to have an apartment in New York, that I was going to like be able to come here in between dates on my theater tour (laughs) to like walk through Central Park all day and then go to the comedy cellar at night to run my five minutes for Jimmy Fallon. Like, it's so stupid. It's so stupid my whole life. So this means nothing. But I'm just so proud of you. Thank you. No, I'm really sincerely like very happy and, and same. Like I try to, I try to have that mindset when I'm in the thick of it. Yeah. Since it's very hard for me to be able to see outside those times. Um, for me, it's my view out my window. Because I'm like, if you could just tell yourself, you'll see this view every day. One day yeah. you won't believe yourself like as a kid, you know? Um, and that's all I ever wanted. And, and I made it happen. So even if it's like you're looking at it and you're still not feeling happy like you thought you would, like, oh, this didn't fix the thing that I was struggling with, at least you know you can do it. You can yeah. make things happen for yourself. And so if you, that's not working for you, whatever the next thing is, there should be no doubt in your mind that you could actually make it happen because look at you now. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know what's so funny? I have that thought on planes sometimes mm-hmm. about the view. Oh, yeah. Which is not most of the time because most of the time I'm in an aisle and I'm sad, and I'm tired, and I'm run down from traveling. Sure. But, like, there are sometimes I have a window seat on a short flight when I'm not worried about my bladder bursting. <laughs> and I look at the window, and it's, like, sunrise or sunset, or, you know, we're flying over lightning or something. And I just think about being on planes when I was really young, or even, like, when I was, like, 18, <laughs> And how cool it was. Yeah. Like, you, all you wanted was a window seat. 100%. And now I'm like, oh, I don't get a window seat. <laughs> Can't get up and pee whenever I want. There's no, there's no uh, armrest space. <laughs> like, you just lose sight of yeah. stuff so quickly and so easily. And uh, I'm trying really hard to not do that. And really, every aspect of my life is like, I also haven't been here since my special came out. And... I mean, the response to the special has been like incredible. I was, I was so scared the week before it came out. I was, I was like sick to my stomach scared. I was going through a lot like emotionally about it where I was like, did I overshare it? And then all the other things that come along with it, which are just like it, you always worry it's not good enough. You're always worried when you put something out. It's not good enough. Everyone's going to judge it. And everyone is going to judge it for better or worse. So you can't even tell yourself that's not true. That's not going to happen. It absolutely is. And then as soon as it came out, I was so happy for a few days. 
And then I immediately started going, okay, well, I have to have a new hour. And people coming on tour cannot see the same stuff. And then I got really stressed out again sure. for the last few weeks. And I was especially nervous for like this weekend of shows. And look, I don't know how they're going to go. But, you know, we have like three sold out shows in New York yeah. this weekend, which is also insane. Fucking insane. Like what's actually happening? <laughs> and I am, I am, I've just been so scared of not being good enough. <laughs> at these shows and then as soon as I get through these shows I'm going to be nervous about my Nashville show because my Nashville show is like a big deal and then I'm going to be worried about the Netflix is a joke festival in LA because I never mm-hmm. perform in LA and I've just been like I haven't been sleeping I've just been back and forth like okay what's better for them to see like a stronger hour of jokes or for them to see all different jokes and what I've come to is I think it's for them to see different jokes mm-hmm. Because people know you just had a thing come out. Um, But I've spent a lot of time this last week really trying to go easier on myself and say, like, hey, it's okay that the show you're doing right now is not as good as your special. Like, it's just not. It's sorry, Brown. I know you have tickets and you're coming. But I gave her tickets. She didn't buy tickets. Yeah. But I, so it's free. So actually, if it sucks, you're fine. <laughs> True story. If you buy tickets, you can be mad. <laughs> but like, it, it's where I'm at right now. Yeah. And and look at you wasn't that good for a while. Like, it takes a long time for stuff to be really good. And I I was a little mad at myself for a while where I was like, I have to, I should have, I should have asked to have it released later. I should have released it after my tour was over. I'm so stupid. Oh, my and gosh, no. I mean, I probably should have, but it's fine. You can't, you can't go back. So just do what you can now. Right. Yeah. Um, Sorry, that was such a tangent. No. We're We're so bad at podcasting now. We are just dead. She said, how do we start this again? You got this. You always know. You say, well. So I can totally respect wanting to maybe feel it in your material. But as a fan of yours, and as I'm sure many other people, everybody in the YouTube comments will agree with me that you're definitely going to be the hardest on yourself, but like anything you do is great to us. So while it might not be what you deem to be your best work, we're very lucky and happy to have that situation with you. Also, it may not be, it may not be the best of the people you brought. (laughs) It may not be the best of your boyfriend who never heard of you before <laughs> but i have the ticket that's yeah. that's always the funniest when people like come up to me in the meet and greet line and they're like she didn't know who you were and she came in that because i'm always like what do i say like luckily they're usually like it was a great show i had a great time but i i'm usually like oh i'm so sorry <laughs> thank you for taking a chance on me <laughs> Chance on me tonight. I told you my sister-in-law, she's a, she's a mom to four kids. She doesn't have a lot of free time. So I was there in Ohio and I was like, we're watching it. I can't go another day because your special came out on Monday and I was traveling. So I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. I was like, I need a big TV. I need everybody to shush. I want to watch and like take all of this in the very first time. And I was like, Fuck, I've seen too many jokes online. I don't want to spoil anything more. So I was like, I'm watching it. It's like, sit with me. We'll watch it. She was laughing so hard. I thought oh, she was going to pee so nice. her pants. And she goes, oh, my gosh, just tell her she did such an amazing job. Like, oh. I loved it. That's the hardest I've laughed at stand-up in a really long time. And 
I was like, of course, I'll tell her. But like, I just, yeah, people, um, you're so hard on yourself, but people are so lucky to be able to have this moment with you. That's so really nice. I'm shifting the therapy pillow there you to cover go. more of me. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. That's really, really nice. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I am, I am very happy with it and I'm how I'm happy with how it turned out. And, but it's just been kind of nonstop, you know, like sure. it was like nonstop press leading up to it. And then even since it's come out, it's been like three weeks since it came out and I've still had a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that is my own fault. Some of that is stuff that I have <laughs> taken on. Like when I was in LA, there's a club called Flappers that has like a side room that seats like 45 people. And so I was like, can I do shows in this room to mm-hmm. work out this hour and they were nice enough to let me so that was like an extra you know six shows that i was able to to work on it but i i i i want i want to like work on other stuff now mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like i i and that's not to say i don't want to work on stand-up anymore i absolutely do want to work on stand-up and I love doing stand-up. And there's a lot of joy in working on new stuff. And there's a lot of joy in not preparing for a special. <laughs> there really is. Like, I have not been there in a minute. Because when Quarter Life came out, it was COVID. And then when co- when I started going back out, honestly, during COVID, it was like, well, now you just have to get good again. And then I was like, you have to do another special because you lost all this momentum with COVID. And also, one special was a fluke. Like, <laughs> I was just so hard on myself. So then I had to do another one. And then I did this one. And now I feel like, okay, you can take a step back. You can chill out for a minute. And like the next special is done when it's done. You don't need to do it like in two years, which is how I felt with this last one. I was like, okay, so in like two years, I have to have another one out, which is what I did. Yeah. Manifest. (laughs) But it's a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm taking May off and I'm so excited. I'm so excited to take May off. But like, you know, the show came out or the special came out and it was still like, you have to do all these podcasts. Mm-hmm. I did Kelly Clarkson again last week. That's so amazing. Oh my God. How was it? Um, I met all of the Backstreet Boys. It's so stupid. Oh my God. It was so dumb. And then I went into the show in that room that night yeah. and I was like, I think a, j- a joke bombed and I was like, no, sure. I mean, I met all the Backstreet Boys today, but now I'm performing in this <laughs> tiny closet room. Are these people who don't even like me? I know. No, everyone was really nice. They're, you know, stuff misses. Yeah. What, is shit? what do you, what do you expect? Um, I mean, shout out to all the people the couple weeks after the special who were just like sitting through eight minutes of me in the middle of the hour going, hey guys, I really need a new hour. <laughs> Do you guys mind if I try some stuff? <laughs> and they're very cool about it. So thank you so much for the feedback, everybody. Um, but yeah, I did that. And then like, that was a week ago. And then I had to do the Tonight Show last night. Yeah. And I was like very overwhelmed and going like, maybe I should have said no to some of this. Yeah. But there are times in your life you just can't really take the foot off the gas. And having time off scheduled, which I really need to do more of. Um, has been very helpful in getting me through these. Like I'm, I'm getting through everything in like chunks. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you just have to get, get, which is so, again, if you had told my 20 year old self that I'm like, I just got to get through the tonight show this week. (laughs) Fuck off Taylor. Fuck right off. But I'm just so anxious 
Yeah. But like, you know, but I did actually have fun. Yeah, and you're in it. Mm-hmm. You're in it right now. So it's really hard to, it, it, I'm sorry, it's very easy to look back and be like, oh, I should be so grateful. Yeah. But you're in it and life looks different now. And there's more responsibilities and same, same. I had the, I had the blinds down. And I was like, you haven't even like looked outside. Do you not appreciate your life here in New York? Looked outside. I was getting so fucking mean to myself. I had to just like take a chill pill on that. Um, not to take it back to your special, but I just no, please. You do. saw the post I made, but I just want to say it again. I legit had ordered chocolate covered raisins from my nephew's school, and I was there, and she gave me all my treat bags, and I was like. Oh yeah, I <laughs> eat chocolate raisins and watch Taylor. <laughs> and I was sitting there that you were just shitting on chocolate covered raisins. And I was like, they so were take a picture for or an analogy, I suppose. That's so funny. I was like, well, I can't wait to tell her about that. That was so funny. <laughs> I love that. I also oh. love everybody telling me their therapist watched it or their therapist told them to watch it or like, I'm a therapist and I loved it. It's all I've ever wanted. I fucking love it. Pretty great. Yeah, you did great. Pretty great. Speaking of being on tour, um, so remind me, Brianna, because somebody had tweeted at us about the podcast and said, I want to wear a jacket that says sad bitch hour when I'm listening to your podcast. Yes. And her name was Caitlin. (laughs) And she came to... A show. Actually, never mind. Caitlin's been to three shows on tour. <laughs> I forget True which fan. ones. True fan and fully made us fully made us jackets. Let's say sad bitch hour on them. I got one too. Which Thank is so much. incredible. It's I mean, honestly, what a parting gift. <laughs> as I as I push as I push myself out to see, I or push this podcast out to see rather. This is so nice. I love it. I'm going to read uh, at least part of it because some of it is just complimenting me. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> um, hi, Taylor and Brianna. I hope you both enjoyed this jacket. I originally made it for myself as part of my own char- main character moment. I put it on, throw in my AirPods, put on Sad in the City, and walk to a cute little coffee shop or something. As you can tell, it clearly doesn't take much these days. I'll celebrate even the smallest bit of serotonin. As you fucking should. Same. Sometimes... I get happy because there's a patch of sun and I walk through it. <laughs> Thank you both for such an amazing podcast and bringing humor to a time and topic that is super overwhelming. As someone who has done their fair share of moving in a short 25-year lifespan, everything you say is so relatable. I'm currently in that place where I have absolutely no idea where I want to settle down, but I do know for certain it's not in my current state. Every big city I visit, I think, hmm, I could live here. Then I don't and stay in my small town instead. But that's a whole other issue for therapy. <laughs> Uh, seriously though I've never felt more seen than when you just recently talked about rewatching the same shows over and over to ease your anxiety I am that person who has seen the same five TV shows at least 20 times on a literal rotation uh, and she says some nice things about my specials <laughs> anyway sorry that was really long winded with no real point What? other than to say thank you both for the podcast uh, and congrats on the new special Taylor that's really nice thank you so much Caitlin Thank you. That's really nice. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Let's keep doing the podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't no, get no, 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 no. I was, by the way, I was so scared to talk to you about it because I was like, oh my God, I hope Brianna's not upset that we're not going to do it. And then Brianna and I talked on the phone and Brianna was like, so I think we need to at least take a break. 
Um, and I was like, oh my God, absolutely. We should take a break. If not, just the, we just stop it. Like, just keep that break going. And we just get coffee when I'm in town. How about that? How about we just like be people with lives? I almost forgot we exist outside this room. Okay. This one is from Tyler S. Hi, Taylor and Brianna. I just want to say thank you. I first saw Taylor a few years ago on one of the late night shows and thought she was hilarious. As a former non-popular kid and raised religious but no longer am despite my family being very religious, I really relate to what Taylor was saying, even as a late 20s male. <sighs> yes, I need more. <laughs> anyway, because of watching Taylor stand up and listening to the pod, I've decided it's worth the money to go back to therapy. I was in therapy for about six months right before the pandemic hit. It was a six-month free trial to an online therapy service that I got from AmeriCorps. Corps? AmeriCorps? AmeriCorps? Yeah, part of Corps, right? Really well, nice. the Peace the Peace Corps is the Peace Corps. So I think it's AmeriCorps. We are so dumb. That's not even... I don't want to cut this out either. I no, no, no. I, we need people to know we are... We are stupid. I think it's AmeriCorps. But really? I, but you I say it's AmeriCorps. Right. right. That's well, how it's spelled, but let's just say AmeriCorps. Email. Email Brianna. <laughs> and let her know. Yeah, let me give you and my first email. She'll text me. Um, okay. <laughs> After the six-month therapy session, I felt fixed and knew I couldn't afford the full cost, so I stopped going. But I recently got a job after looking for a year and a half, and they cover all but the copay for therapy. I don't know if excited is the right word, but I know I have lots of things to work through. So thank you so much for being open with your journey so that people like me can get the courage to get help when we need it. Also, I'm about to be sad in a new city because I'm finally moving away from my family for the first time ever. I'm very excited about that aspect, but the only people I know are coworkers, most of whom are 10 to 15 years older than me and have families. Tyler asks. I don't know. That felt like it ended in the middle, <laughs> didn't it? I hope, I hope it goes okay. <laughs> Tyler, thank you for listening. And I, I'm, I'm glad that you're going to go back to therapy. That's great. That's amazing when people say that. But yeah. what you talk about, like, helps them get the courage to do that. That's huge. Yeah. God, that would be so hard and expensive. It sucks. It should, everyone should just be in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one is from Gemma. Taylor and Brianna, of course. Ah, I had to write in after hearing Dustin's episode where you guys spent a hot second roasting Napanee. <laughs> I work for the NPR station that covers Napanee. And I get so excited when I get to mention it in a script because it's such a goofy-ass word. Also, Google Maps refuses to pronounce it Napani. It always says Napani, which is just even worse. I've been waiting to share that fact for over a year and a half, but an opportunity has never presented itself. I thought, this is my time. Anyways, no special insights here. Just wanted to commiserate about a silly-ass town name. Hope we brought some levity. I love the show. Best Gemma. That's <laughs> yeah. so nice. Everybody loves the Dustin episodes. Ugh, I know. It's yeah. like, there's actually not a ton out there that's just like an uninterrupted example of Dustin and I's friendship. Yeah. It's really nice. It's so nice. People loved it. They're like, and part three, and we're like, well, it's the- <laughs> Well, you know what's so... Here's another thing about this podcast is like, when I started this podcast, or thought about starting it, I... I talk to Dustin about it because I'm on the road with Dustin all the time. Dustin knows everything about my life and gives me a lot of advice about it. And I had asked him, like, do you think I should do this? And he initially was like, I can totally do a bunch of episodes with you. Like, we'll just bank them 
when we're out on the road and I'll come to New York after. And I was like, okay, that would be great. That would make it so much easier. I would love to do that. And then um, he remembered he has children and a wife and an entire life back at home. And so like every opportunity that presented itself where I was like, what about this? He was like, oh, I got to go home. And I'm like, see, I told you this wasn't going to work. Because I had said that when he brought it up initially, he's like, I'll be able to do so many of these. And I'm like, okay, are you sure? I was like, I don't want to set the expectation that it's going to be that. Sure. Also, I don't know if I'm going to do this forever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was completely right. But I'm glad we got to do those two. Yes. And we did those the same day. So, you know. (laughs) It's, we weren't coy about My that. The glass has been shattered. I think I think we opened with that. I yeah. think we opened with like I changed my shirt. <laughs> like Yeah. You know? So Yeah, Dustin was great. Yeah, he's great. He's the best. He does have a podcast. Uh don't even come back there. But he does with his wife. So do go to that. Go listen to that if there's a, a void in your life after this. <laughs> I don't. I'm such a douche. I'm not going to reap a void in your life. You probably have a full, <laughs> full life. And this is a minor inconvenience, <laughs> if anything at all. Hi, Taylor and Brianna. I've been taking solace in your podcast. It's relatable, entertaining as hell, and there's something very touching about hearing the lovely and also less than perfect lives of pe- that people are living out there. A wholesome reality check we all need, I reckon. So thank you for creating it and holding a space for others to share and laugh. And maybe cry a little. One thing that has come to mind while listening to you talk about tips for dealing with the ups and downs of life is a game I know as Pits and Peaks. Have you heard of them? No, I haven't either. I'm sure there will be listeners who know it too. Well, they're not in this room. (laughs) But I was unaware of it until my early 20s. And I've now had a lot of fun with it over the years. So I want to pass it on. Pits and Peaks is a simple game where each person calls their pit, not so great moment of the day, and their peak, best moment of the day. It's sweet and fun, especially if you play it with the people you've spent that day with, as you are reminded of great moments by others or vice versa, as well as maybe finding comedy in the memory of low points of your day. It can be insightful to hear that someone found joy or laughter in a moment when you were distracted or feeling something else. It can give you new perspectives and sometimes show you that there's still so much goodness in the little things. A peak can literally be when your neighbor smiled at you. The bar is low. Or when you found a penny. I mean, if that's your peak, that's pretty fucking sad. I'm not going to allow that. Your peak cannot be you found a penny. I'll give you a nickel. I don't even think parking meters take pennies. And there are also those rare days when you're scoping your brain for a pit and you can't find any. Not one. And that's a peak in itself. I'll give you that one. So judgmental of peaks. You can play in a group, in a duo, or like me, on your own. It's a lovely process of self-reflection and appreciation. The ups and downs of life are natural, and this game is one of many things that led me to acceptance in a way that's very light and fun. Another great thing about it is, for me at least, it's that it's helped my memory. If you look back over the past week, you've had how many wonderful moments have you forgotten? For me, since playing this game, I've created deeper memories, especially of the good moments, which is such a gift. I learned about this game from a lovely group of friends I met while traveling in New Zealand. These four guys were the closest and nicest group of friends I had ever met and had the pleasure of spending time with. They were generous, kind, thoughtful, really cared about each other and others. Their ways of being were contagious, and I instantly felt part of that group and appreciated, even though we only hung out together for a short time. Their friendship made a huge impression on me and is something I've since aspired to, working on it. For now, I'll just keep playing Pits and Peaks with my house plants. They're really good listeners. 
Thanks again for the podcast. Looking forward to more hilarities, bittersweet stories, and reminders of self-care to come in future episodes. Love, Nira or Nyla? It's a pretty name that I am probably butchering. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was so nice. I have not heard of that. No. And I thought that was funny. She's like, you probably heard of it. She's like, I mean, I heard about it in New Zealand from some strangers one time. Well, you probably... (laughs) Yeah, like, I didn't know what it was, but some people will. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. It's it's such a great um, way to be able to, like she said, remember some of your better moments throughout the week. Absolutely. And when you're in it, you can't, you're like, nothing good is happening around me. I know. I know. Everything's fire. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be better about that. Just yeah. like day to day, like throughout the day. Not even like identifying pits, but just identifying like. Small stuff where you're like, oh, this matcha's really good today. Like, just like small shit. And in airports and things, like, I I also have had, God, I have not been sleeping well. Like, the last week, I just I had, like, insomnia. I think it's because I haven't been on the East Coast yeah. the last couple months, really. And so now that I'm on it for a while and my tour schedule was kind of crazy this last week, I just was not sleeping. I was just, like, up all night. Um, so that's my pit. And my peak was that matcha. <laughs> Love it. Uh, do you have a pit and a peak this week? Uh, so, man, my pit has been, this is going to be so sad, but it's been very stressful around here. We've had a lot of changes, a lot of things yeah. happening. And it's been You're very moving. Fun. We're moving. We're so much. lost a team member because we fired him, lost another one because they quit. And it oh. was just like, we're such a small team that when you lose two people and then also Huge. like you're doing this other thing, um, it's a lot. So I've been uh, I've been pretty stressed. I get very mad at myself when I have physical reminders of my stress, so my eye will twitch. Oh my god, I get that too. Yeah, when it's real bad, my eye starts switching, and I get so mad at myself. I'm just like, stop it, stop it right now. Which I'm sure totally helps. I'm sure the twitch is like you mean being violently angry against myself. I'm sure it's really helps me. If you're if you're twitching involuntarily, just get really mad at yourself. <laughs> works like nothing works. Nothing works like that. Nothing keeps your heart rate up uh, like that. No, so I've been I've been having a lot of moments of just being very stressed about. So Matt today is at this other location. He's trying to deal with stuff there. He's texting me. I'm trying to deal with stuff here. I'm texting him. It's just like a lot of like this is fun. This is messed up. Keep yeah. this is happening, and it's like. It's just so much. And then he said, my phone is going to die. And then I didn't hear from him for like 45 minutes. And just, I was like, I want to know he's okay. Like, you know, I just started to get very anxious. And so this is so fucking cheesy. But my peak was when I saw him. Like when he walked in, I was like, he's okay. Like, because I say this all the time. I can, I can deal with a lot as long as he and I are good. Because when we're struggling and everything else around us is falling apart, I'm like, Life means nothing. (laughs) So I've always said, if we're good, everything's fine. And so when I just could see him, I was like, okay, we'll get through the rest no matter what happens because a lot is happening right now, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, it's, I'm still in it. So I'm trying not to like act like everything's good. Uh, But I am very uh, blessed to be able to do it with somebody that like gets it and gets me and my Neuroses. Yeah. <laughs> you got what a beautiful sign you're with the right person. Yeah. That's so nice. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh my God. Congrats. Beautiful week. <laughs> All right. This one's from Dorothy. Hey, Taylor and Brianna. Just like so many of the other saddies out there, this is my first time writing fan mail of any kind. Ooh. I am 
So honored. Over the past several months, I have been trying to heal from a pretty rough breakup, and your podcast has helped to change me from being the girl crying on the subway to the girl laughing to herself walking down the street. <laughs> yeah, stay on the subway. It's dangerous right now. Mm-hmm. Next to all of the other self-care podcasts, books, random articles, baths, and even my therapist, I can confidently say that your podcast has been the one has been one of the only sources of comfort I have found that has actually made me smile and laugh rather than sob. So thank you, Taylor Brianna and all fellow saddies for the dark humor. It's my favorite. Oh my God, dude, that's so true. Like when you're like going through a really hard time in your life, like really depressed, sometimes there's like one thing that you can watch that will get you through it. I, when I was really stressed about my special and like really going through it and I felt like I couldn't focus on anything at all. Um, a friend of mine was like, if you're having a hard time, now's the time to watch Euphoria. And I was like, everyone tells me that's so anxiety inducing right? and like, don't watch it. And I wouldn't like it. And then I was mad at everybody who told me that because I watched it in like two days and I'm like, this is incredible. And I think part of it is if you are, if you are having a hard time, I mean, like if you're addicted to drugs and you're 17 and your dad died, probably don't watch it then because this will not help you. But if you um, are dealing with lighter things than that, but you're stressed out or you're, or if you're just depressed, generally depressed, um, I think that show, there's like some really fucked up shit going on or like there's some really hard things happening. Sometimes I think like the best time to watch like really depressing shows, my friend Ariel told me this, she was like, that's the best time to watch depressing shows is when you're really sad because it's like perspective and also it makes you feel less alone. And it's just like, I don't know why that is. Like, trying to watch, like, happy things. But then other times when you're sad, you want to watch, like, Friends on a loop. I don't. I don't like Friends. Yeah. But I'm not like other girls. <laughs> but. <laughs> no, but I, I, I think sometimes it's it just. Yeah. I can't. I don't know. I don't. I can't make sense of it. When I couldn't sleep yeah. over the weekend, and I was just, like, in hotel rooms at, like, 4 a.m. Going, like, what am I doing? How am I supposed to? I watched Bridgerton season two, and it got me through it. Oh, I love it. Have you watched Bridgerton season two? Not yet. It's great. And I haven't watched these works, so that's good to know because I'm kind of struggling right now. So maybe oh, I should. You should absolutely watch it. Okay. And that's I why I don't want to watch it. But. Yeah, that's fine. That's why we got one bedroom. I'm in the bedroom. He's in the living room. Hell yeah. Bye. You're you're actually living the dream. Has anyone told you that? You're actually doing it. Do you have a TV in both rooms? Yeah. I mean, oh my god. I mean, please. I I know we always show because the one in the living room is huge, and the one in the bedroom is like a teeny tiny one. But I was like. Yeah, there's just some, I want to watch all my cheesy stuff that he does. Selling Sunset, he's not interested. Yeah. But I want to watch every single episode, so, because we have the same schedule, we have to do these things at the same time. Yeah, I want to watch Euphoria really bad. So it's good to know that. It's so good. Okay. I'm I'm excited. I also, I really respect that you saved my special for a time when you could, like, sit down and watch it. I have never been able to do that with stuff I really wanted to watch. Oh, I wish it was I such a struggle. <laughs> we were with Matt's mom, and she's very religious. Oh yeah, no, you're like, <laughs> okay, now I see why you didn't want it. And I was like, well, but we went back to the hotel every night, and I was like, I could have watched it on my laptop. But yeah. I literally in my head was like, Taylor deserves to be on a big screen. Oh, like I need to watch all the because I have a few Matt every shows. Will you marry me? In an instant. <laughs> I'm no good in the kitchen, but you could bounce jokes off of me. Um, That's all I need. Yeah, I just was like, I have to watch it uh, on a big TV, and I, I was going to wait until I got back home, but I was so mad watching everybody, like, 
commiserate online. And I was like, I don't know any of these jokes. <laughs> I had to watch it. <laughs> oh my god, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely done that one. But you know what? If you watch something on your phone, you can then go watch it on a TV and feel like it's a different experience. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, how it was meant to be <laughs> done, oh, you know? Don't leave me in movie theater. It's so bad. There's also things like, what was something? I saw, um, what did I see? Oh, I saw Last Night in Soho. And that was one where I was like, I should have watched this on a plane. You know, because I was really excited about it and it didn't quite live up to my expectations. I enjoyed it, but it didn't live up to my expectations. Yeah. And I was like, this would have been awesome on a plane. Yeah. Because when you're on a plane, it's like a tiny screen and you're just having to be watching like anything you really wanted to watch. Because usually you're like, mm, okay, what's here? Right. Um, like some of the best experiences I've had watching movies were on planes because you're like, oh, it's this movie. <laughs> And you, like, really needed it. Oh, my yeah. God. When you, like, need to watch Devil Wars Prada and you realize you've waited long enough when yes. you can't. I think we've talked about this. But that's, like, the best feeling in the world where you're like, oh, it's been a year and a half since I saw Devil Wars Prada. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's powers. I can use them. Um, I totally forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> but I can't remember the last thing. I think Euphoria, mm. I, did, I, I didn't watch that on my phone. I made sure that I watched it. Uh, either on my computer yes. or on TV, preferably. Mm -hmm. But yeah, watching stuff on TV is so luxurious. It really is, especially when you're traveling. You travel so much. Yeah. It was such a struggle bus because um, the hotel TVs don't ever have anything I care about on. And I was like, I just want my stuff. So yeah, but <laughs> I didn't have anything I was really into. Uh, not to mention. How complicated is it? Because you want to watch something that you can fall asleep to, not something that's too interesting, something you've seen yes. before, but not too many times. And it's like, just can we just relax? Like, why do I have to be the most extra at all times? But uh, I couldn't really find anything I was that into. I was like, Shrek it is. I put on Shrek again. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Shrek's a great one. Oh, that's such a good idea. Yeah. I'm meaning to watch Shrek. I, I was going to say, man, they haven't made any shows. You know what the problem is with shows now is there's so many visual aspects. Like there's so many like texts popping up on the screen or like people taking photos. Like, cause I was like, oh, I bet you could fall asleep to Emily in Paris pretty easily. Oh. But there's too much, there's too much visually. Yeah, there's that you miss. Yeah. Even like shows that have too many like meaningful looks. You're like, okay, like I was, I rewatched, uh, was I rewatching Downton Abbey to keep myself afloat the last time I was here? Oh, I don't remember. I rewatched the first few seasons of Downton Abbey and then realized quickly I had only watched the first season. I thought I had watched way more than that, but I think I actually just saw spoilers online. So I like, <laughs> I got to the spoiler that I knew about and then I went a little bit further sure. and it, and then I fell asleep one night during a later season and I had like two seasons left, three seasons left. Yeah. I think two. And I woke up in the middle of the night and it was still playing and I went, did it start over? And it didn't. They were just doing like the same storyline again. I was like, how many times can this guy get accused of a crime? Like truly. Come on, Downton. Come on. So I gave up on it. That being said, I will probably go back to it when I need to. Um, well, there's also a spinoff now too on HBO I saw. What? Yes. What is uh, it? My sister-in-law is a huge fan of Downton Abbey. I've never seen it, but yeah, it's some like spinoff in, in New York. Is it the Gilded Age? I think so. That's a spinoff? I think so. 
Are you sure? Who knows? I don't think this is good off. Well, only because, again, my sister-in-law's huge Wait. fan, and when I was like, have you seen it? And she's like, no, I don't have HBO or something. So, hold on. Gilded Age Fountain spin-off. I feel like I would know this, but maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> um, oh, it's from the same... It's from no. the same uh, creator. Oh, okay. So I don't think it's a spin-off. Gotcha. But similar, like... Yes. Look and feel. Yeah, the Gilded Age isn't a Downton Abbey prequel, but may as well be. <laughs> That's what Denim Geek says. So that makes uh, sense. So you're right. I'm full of shit. But yeah, in the same area. Okay, I'm really sorry, Dorothy. I will read the rest of your email. <laughs> really went off on a tangent. If you feel like knowing a little more about my sad city story, here we go. I moved from a tiny town. We're talking two stoplights, one painted road, about 4,000 people, but somehow like 30 churches to the city where I now live, Toronto, when I was 18. Though I haven't been in Toronto the entire time, I have spent the majority of the past 12 years here. Yes, I just turned 30, but my scary age is 34, so I've got a little time left. Why is that scary? I have definitely been sad in the city before. My first few years here were rough. I mostly stuck to the neighborhood where I lived. I went to school and really didn't explore the city much. Crossing roads with multiple lanes was an adjustment for me at the time. Oh, no. (laughs) Over the years, and mostly through making amazing friends here, Toronto has definitely started to feel more like home for me. The past five years, I can even say I was happy in this city. Don't worry, I am sad again. I want to say good, we were all expecting to hear Oh, thank God, I'm going to close this email. Uh, Because I spent those years here with my partner and best friend, the person I thought I would be spending the rest of my life with. But like you've said so many times on this pod, life just never turns out how you think it's going to. Until you're dead. Because we all expect to be dead, right? One day. One day. My problem now is that everywhere I turn, including in my apartment that was once ours, I'm reminded of him and all the happy times we shared all over this damn city and apartment. Since the breakup, my city doesn't feel like home anymore, and I've definitely spent days wandering the streets listening to this podcast and the Parent Trap soundtrack. Thank you. You're so welcome. Trying to figure out how to make Toronto feel like home again. I guess I'm writing this because I hope it might make you or another saddie somewhere feel comforted knowing that you can be happy in a city that once made you sad, but you can also be sad in a city that once made you happy, and that's okay too. I also hope that in the future my fan mail won't be this bleak. It's pretty messed up that comfort is a side effect of knowing other people are also sad. So there you go. I hope this depressing note made you or someone else out there smile. Anyways, thanks again for creating this sad community. It's the best. Oh, that's so nice. Dude, that's so hard. I'm so sorry. There's nothing worse than that. There really isn't. That's not true. There's plenty worse than that. But... It's it's up there. It's up there. It's a rough one. Yeah. It's really like, yeah, that's so hard. I mean, if you especially like you lived with somebody, that's like next level. Like that's only happened to me once where I lived with somebody and then we had to like move out and it was like a whole thing. Yeah. But you know, but yeah, it was really hard. And it was like you do I, I mean, they didn't say anything about moving, did they? I don't think they said anything about moving. Are you going to move? Can you move? Can you move? Moving's so annoying, though. To, like, do that on top of going through that. Right. That's really hard. Yeah. There's also, I mean, I don't know if it's like them, but for me, there's this, like, well, why should I move? They should They should want to leave. Like, Well, it sounds like they did move. I don't, I don't mean move to a different city, but you maybe move out of that apartment. Oh, yeah, for you sure. Know? Like, 
get out of that space. Yeah. yeah. Like find a new coffee shop gotcha. for sure. But yeah. Get out get out of that apartment, maybe if you can. Oh, but also I know that's not always possible and I know it's so much. It's so annoying to move. So if the if the hassle of moving is gonna be more uh upsetting, yeah, then just like staying put and redecorating. Maybe redecorate the room. Move the couch. Change move the couch, move yeah. the TV. Put up a poster they would have fucking hated. Like, <laughs> do whatever you're gonna do, because like yeah. that sounds that sounds like that was a rough breakup. Because you have some breakups where you can like keep the things they gave you. You can like go to the places you went to. Like, and then you have breakups like that that you're talking about, where it sounds like it's just kind of bled into everything. That's really sad. I'm yeah. really sorry that's happening. You know, it'll be okay. We all met someone in our twenties. We probably spent the rest of our life with. That's okay. Okay. This one is from M and it says, here's my embarrassing tripping and falling story. Hey Taylor, I love the podcast, your Netflix specials, and your shows. I am currently listening to you and Brianna talk about your tripping and falling stories. I thought you might get a kick out of mine. During the start of my junior year in college, I was walking in a parking lot with a bunch of my friends. I wasn't paying attention to where I was going. No, I wasn't on my phone. I didn't see the concrete median that prevents cars from pulling up through a spot in front of me. So as I was falling forward, I somehow turned mid-fall and landed on my back. I mean, impressive. (laughs) Both of my elbows slammed into the ground, resulting in me breaking both of them. Oh my God. No one actually saw me fall because to this day, we cannot figure out how I managed to scrape my knees and break my elbows. That's ins- That's actually hilarious. I'm also, I'm sorry. I ended up having to walk around with my arms in double slings for several oh. weeks, being told I look like a T-Rex. I was completely dependent on my roommate and sweet mates at the time because I couldn't bend my elbows at all. Everything is fine now, and seven years later, my friends still make fun of me and love telling it as an embarrassing story. I really wish you would send pictures. Love seeing you in Raleigh back in December. You killed it during the early show. I'm sorry the late show was so weird. Mimi. Oh my god. Please please DM me photos. That's incredible. Oh my god, I got the cutest. I got a DM this morning. That was somebody's baby watching my special. Oh, and they had it like it was like me during a punchline and people were laughing, and the baby just goes, <laughs> so having, and I was like, oh my god, I'm dead. And she's like, she's so proud of you. I'm like, I can't. That'll make anyone's ovaries do a little like, Ugh, oh god, baby. I really, I just can't with your babies. Oh, it's too much. That's really cute. Okay. And this one is from Emily. Hey, Taylor and Brianna, you're great. I used look at you to tell my boyfriend that I am slash have bipolar. Wow. After being officially diagnosed a year and a half ago, I had to move back home after living in New York for seven years. I loved and still love the city. Even after I got bed bugs twice, they came back. Oh my God. And my apartment was broken into all within six months. Jesus Christ. I would have, I would have left so fast. There's oh. no, there's no way. I didn't think I would leave until I was having kids or whatever people do. So I was convinced that I would go back to the city, especially since moving in with your parents at 25 is everybody's worst nightmare. But after a while, I accepted that I was actually weirdly happier being back in Connecticut, which might have been the hardest pill to swallow. Ha. <laughs> so I started dating, mostly just to get out of the house and feel like a 20-something again. Because living at home can have you feeling like a 
65-year-old divorcee real quick. <laughs> After a couple of months of shitty hinge dates, I started hanging out with a high school friend of a friend, since he's the only other person in this town of 10,000 that genuinely enjoys art museums. I initially friend-zoned him only to awkwardly repeat only to awkwardly repeal the friend zone a few weeks later. He might not have been what I was looking for. I promised myself I would never date anyone from my high school. Right. That's so cute. That's like a fucking rom-com. But I think he's exactly what I need. I just threw up as I typed that. <laughs> and miraculously, my therapist and psychiatrist agree. Oh my god, jackpot. Am I right? Bing, bing. All this to say, your special gave me the courage to talk to him about my diagnosis in a way that lets us both laugh about it. I let you make the jokes so I didn't make it awkward. I'm pretty open about my middle name. <laughs> but the specifics can get messy. I'm happy that I don't feel the need to take me- to make med time funny anymore, a.k.a. pretending to offer candy like a fucking creep. We've been saying, I mean, I just fucking like her, dude, so much that it should be annoying by now, but it's not. <laughs> so then, this is probably too much and slightly cringe, and I'm sorry for all the parentheses. Parentheses? Hank, this one? So cut out whatever you want or don't read it at all. But either way, you're doing great. I'm doing great. You helped. It's all great. Take your fucking meds. Oh, my God. I love that so much. That is so nice. Oh, that's really, really nice. I'm... That warms my heart. It really does. That's really nice. I uh, I really appreciate that. That's, That's, you know... Look, I'm very glad to have retired those jokes because as I've talked about, I think on here, I've done so many like press things. I don't know if I was talking about on this podcast or um, on something else, but that hour was a lot to do over and over every night. And it was a lot of like deep revelations about myself and like personal information about me. And it was really kind of starting to take a toll a little bit, I think. Um, it was just sort of draining. And so to now be doing, like, what I consider to be lighter material. Um, and a lot of it's the same subject matter. It's But, like, specifically the bipolar diagnosis and my, um, my mom dying. Like, that stuff, moving on from that has been really nice. Um, and also, like... When I wrote those jokes, the bipolar jokes, like I was definitely doing so much better. But where I'm at now, and part of the reason I am in the place I am now is because I did those jokes and I've gotten all this great feedback on it. And so many people have reached out that are so cool and awesome that were like, oh my God, I feel the same way, or I also dealt with that, or what have you. Um, And also, just, you know, you're like adjusting meds all the time and like, I feel great. Like I'm in like such a great place now. And I like, this is so, maybe this is like, I don't know if this is sad to say, but I was talking to my therapist today where I was like, I don't really remember the last time I cried. So I think I'm doing pretty well. Like, is that how much most people cry? They go like, when was the last time I did it? Like, you can't ask me. You can't ask me. How often do you cry? Do you think? Oh, have I asked you this already? No, but uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But I also don't know if that's that's 
going years of being disassociated from myself oh, and like yeah. not feeling any emotions yeah. and then allowing myself to feel things. And then I started therapy in January of 2021. So I'm working through some stuff and still currently working through it. So who knows Yeah, what it is, but uh, it's, it's honestly quite often. Yeah. Yeah. And little things will get me too. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is mostly about like being hard on myself. Like if I feel my heart racing and I can't control my breathing or my eye twitches, I just yeah. get so mad that I'm allowing myself to get so worked up, which again, again, feeds itself. Such a great way to deal with those emotions. But yeah. Yeah. Lots, lots of crying, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I used to cry so much. And now I'm like, oh, it's like been a minute, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's amazing. So yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling like pretty good, honestly. And uh I'm I'm really grateful we did this. I really am. Like I I'm I have like I'm I'm sad that it's it's not something we can like continue doing right now because I do love all the connections we've made and I, I love these emails we get and they're just like funny and interesting. Like, and you know, Brianna's like our business owner who's like constantly growing. Like Brianna's talked about, you know, being bicoastal as well with mm-hmm. his business. And like, yeah. if that ever happens, that would change things tremendously as far as like what we would be able to do together. So I don't think this is even like, this will never happen again. Or like, you know, it, I, I don't think it's, I'm I'm not as devastated about it because I feel like it's like anything else we do about this podcast. You can change your mind. You can go back. You yeah. can do it again. You can do something different. And uh, again, mostly I just want Brianna to be my friend, <laughs> and I did it. Y'all did it. Yeah, samezies. I said this to you on the phone, but I'm very proud of what we did. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, pride in this because of how many emails we've gotten and feedback and DMs of people just like saying thank you for talking about something that isn't talked about a lot mm-hmm. um so i like doing stuff that is uh with purpose yeah and i feel like this had great purpose in the time that we did it so i'm very proud of what we did and i'm so excited because ah, it just gets to live on you know what i mean like people yeah. will find it they'll listen to it they'll be able to go through uh different moments of their life maybe they'll come back and listen to it um yeah yeah i think it's great and yeah i definitely want to be a California girl. So okay. maybe please. One day. Please, it's so nice. I, I always think I like it out here. And then I go back to California and I walk outside and I'm like, this is lovely. This is it. This is so nice. It's so, I thought, I wasn't here for two months. I thought I was going to come back and it would be warmer. It's not, <laughs> by the way. It's like, and everyone's like, it was nice for a few days. You missed the nice weather. I'm like, of course I fucking did. I think it's supposed to be nicer yeah. tomorrow, but it's also supposed to rain. And I'm like, Ugh. but my sister's coming in tonight. So I get to hang out with her. That's amazing. Which is really exciting. Yeah. And I'm so excited to get to see your show. And yeah, I mean, same. Uh, this isn't like a, we'll never see each other again type of thing. But yeah. I think this, this chapter of this, specific project ended so nicely mm-hmm. and I'm very fond of everything that we've done and everybody that's reached out. So thank mm-hmm. you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks to everybody listening and watching. I know. Thank you guys. <laughs> this is so nice. And uh, I guess that's a wrap, right? 
I think that's it. That's it. Oh, go uh, see you. Oh, yeah, go see me. Come see me. <laughs> I'm, I have, like, another few weeks of this Deal With It tour, doing different material um, from the special. Watch the special. Look at you. Watch Quarter Life Crisis if you somehow haven't. Um, watch Comedy Lineup. Um, <laughs> episode three of that. Back in 2018 or something. I think it has one of the best jokes I've ever written on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you've probably seen that online by now. Oh, here's me just plugging everything I've ever done. And, like, I was in a play in high school. Um, <laughs> maybe I can find an old play bill for it. Yeah, no, please uh, follow me on Instagram and keep up with things. And follow me on TikTok. And... Okay, let's go. Thank you. Thank you.